0: On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna.
1: Welcome, welcome to our pre-Valentine's Day recording because by the time this gets released, it's after valentine's day (laughs)
2: just after valentine's
1: just after and of course it's your hostess with the mostest angelique luna here with my lovely companion partner in crime and daddy just bought me a new purse i'm so excited it's a stitch with pineapple so for the swinger community i'm officially have a pineapple purse but stitch
2: we we did actually see not today a purse with an upside down pineapple on it so that trend is starting to really catch on but no this Disney would made the pineapples right side up.
1: Yeah, I so. know. I was looking for a key, few ones, but you know, it's stitch. Eventually there's going to be an upside down pineapple with stitch.
2: Well, so. there was an upside down stitch. If you got the right side, right side up <laughs> stitch and just turn the purse upside down, it accomplishes a good thing.
1: It could be at yeah. that point. Well, John C. Luna. So maybe I could convince John to get that as a tattoo, a stitch pineapple.
2: Well, I'm planning on the pineapple.
1: Well, no, but you're planning with a lot of piggy tattoos too. So One. <laughs> I, I One, we and said it's three. because you're in love with Pua. I, I thought we said three. We agree it's a three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we should probably talk to our guest here.
1: Oh, I know. She's having fun already giggling here. So. <laughs> Y'all I don't like hilarious. that she's a giggler. <laughs> you.
2: So. I- As we have this moment of poking each other on who's doing the introductions
1: Because we know Angelique's uh, speech impediment problem with introducing guests So that's why I'm throwing it to John because he does it much better
2: Well, we have a very talented and versatile uh, guest on the show tonight Um, Someone who has created Sex and Sensuality, an educational burlesque show Which I'm dying to talk about, but she's also a uh, sex and relationship therapist I hopefully said that one right And uh, you know what? I'm going to let her do a little talk on herself. Welcome, Miss Mika Nicole.
0: Hey, how are you doing?
2: (laughs) We're doing wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Well, we couldn't pass up with all of the different things you do. And whenever I hear the word burlesque, my ears go up. It's one of those underground things that people who haven't done it still think, Chicago or like the play some so, something from way long ago. They have these 1920s images. And the truth is it's it's so entertaining. I've been to so many of them and you put the word educational in front. So I wanna hear about oh, that. God
0: yeah I you know it is is definitely entertaining. I love burlesque i so I came up with my show in twenty thirteen I started just wanted to teach women how to be sexually confident in expressing their needs in the bedroom. so it was strictly for women, and we would like my goal was to teach women how to you know find the best sex positions. Um, the right lingo to use when expressing their needs um, to whoever their partner is, as well as um, like learning about aphrodisiacs, tantra. It was just a whole conglomerate of sexual, you know, fun tidbits that I would teach. And then I would include like a dance lesson. I had a choreographer at the time who would do the shows with me and she would do like a little sexy um, chair dance routine or, or lap dance routine, something that they could take back home to their partner. And it was just such a good time. But in 2019, I wanted to switch it up a little bit and include more of the burlesque dance um, to the show. And I changed it and we include acting now. So I write, produce and direct the show. Um, and it's different scenarios that couples or women may experience in their sex life and we bring it to the forefront and we present the issue the woman always has an issue and of course at the end she's always satisfied you know with the resolution so we incorporate the dance in between the skits and this was just a way to make sure we are entertaining our men but also showing our women that these dance moves can be done by any body type any shape They're not that hard, you know, and you can still take them home. So we just wanted men to be included in a way that they felt comfortable sitting there with their spouse, looking at, you know, these women dancing. So we do not, we do not have any like striptease, but we are dancing in lingerie.
2: Very cool. I tell you, Atlanta is like this, for me, at least recently discovered Jewel of the South. There's so much going on in that city and it is actually so vibrant sexually. The fact that you've been doing this for seven years now, that's amazing.
1: And we're just discovering this now. I, I'm feeling like lack <laughs> of marketing here because we drive up to Atlanta quite a bit. So that oh, really, yeah. So we've gone to uh, Sex Down South um, four times. So that's one of our favorite conferences to go up and visit. And yeah, no, that, that sounds exciting. H- have you approached Sex Down South to do? This show?
0: No, I have not um, approached them to do the show. No,
1: I, I, I suggest you to do that because this would get such a bang because they have some wild nights there. So yes, it would I be so imagine. much fun. <laughs> yes, because cool. I know right now they're accepting presenters. So that's you know if you want to present you know the the storytelling, dance, and how to resolve your sexy issues. That's good. Hey, I uh, hey.
0: I love marla that's why i promote her sorry <laughs>
2: well i'm curious yes, i
0: know marla i've um, spoken with her a couple of times here
2: well i'm curious um you all obviously saw a need to create this back seven years ago and to do something like this in the south take definitely takes some chutzpah we'll say <laughs> to, to to put this together curious um how did what was the experience of, of starting to develop this and, and and bringing it together um because i went to the website the video's hot as hell.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. Thanks. So, how I started, um, it, it's it's really a very simple story. So, my two good friends at the time, um, we were all talking one day, just hanging out one night, and they're like, "You know, I have to have a drink or something to be sexy for my man," and I'm like, "Why? You you shouldn't have to." you shouldn't need anything to feel sexy. And I just felt like a lot of women are very shy, but also not just shy. A lot of times we're made to feel like we are dirty, nasty, hoes or whatever, if we express that we want certain things in a bedroom. So my goal was to teach women how to express that without feeling um, shame. So I just wanted to take the shame out of talking about sex and of course the more we talk about sex the less deviant sexual behaviors will you know we will experience so that was my goal and then especially to give power back to um black women um because of the whole Jezebel and the um oh gosh what is her name why the name just um lost me but there's a a character that you know they made the bust of her and she has a big booty and all this other kind of stuff and it's made to look like that's what all you know black women are are about so my goal was to teach sex in a positive way being able to express ourselves sexually take our power back as women and as black women as well as teach healthy safe sex
2: yeah that that, that's something i gotta blame the, us guys for at times because huh. i see so much we say that we we want the freaky woman and then when we finally get it so many so many of them are like oh hell and it's like <laughs> damn it boy you asked for it so
1: yes right. that was my pre-dating experience because i was the lady in the street and the freak in the bed and some guys just like freaked out i'm like mm-hmm. really Really, if I was considered the mistress, then it's okay. But uh, uh, as a permanent relationship, that was not okay.
0: Yeah, Because
1: that media presentation of your wife does not give you blowjobs. That's why you have a mistress, because those lips kiss your children's lips. Mm. Like that philosophy just doesn't make sense for me
0: ever. Yeah, it doesn't. And you should be able to please your partner in any way that that you feel comfortable. Of course you need to feel comfortable doing it um, without feeling like there's some shame tied to that.
2: And it's amazing how much shame we find um, Mm -hmm. on the podcast, doing coaching of um, it stops us from communicating with even our partners. I think a lot of people are a lot freakier than they will ever, ever let anyone know, even admit to themselves And if they did, I always think, you know, the the more good positive sex we have, the the nicer, the nicer the world is.
0: It is. It's such a great stress reliever. And then you're not hiding stuff from your partner and building resentment because later on it does turn into resentment. I mean, I've counseled numerous couples where they have a sexual side that they can't release because they don't know how to have the conversation with their partner or they've tried and their partner has shut them down.
2: Well, I think a lot of us were lacking more um, the tools as opposed to the want or at least not just the tools, but the permission as well to express Mm -hmm.
0: that. I definitely agree. Definitely agree.
1: Cause I had one client that I had asked, Um, okay, when you self pleasure yourself, do you give yourself permission to moan out loud? And then it hit her. It's like, no, I don't even do it. Then you're questioning, not moaning with your partner when the answer is you're not even moaning with yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So learn to moan and scream and release with yourself. And that way it will naturally come when you're
0: with your partner. That is so true. When we used to do the show, one of the icebreakers um was a moaning contest just to help women find their voice <laughs> to moan and scream and however they want to do it. And I mean it was so amazing and so freeing.
2: <laughs> that is no, that is so true because I've I've told uh I've told men you need to breathe because Again, we, 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 at that moment of orgasm, I've seen men or women go crazy and then they kind of get that quiet and hold it in. And I'm like, that's the time to let it go. That's the explosion.
0: Yes. It's like release, release. Just let it out. It's okay. <laughs> let, the, let the
2: fireworks go.
0: It's a
1: safe spot. You already did the duty. Come on, just enjoy the exactly. bliss.
0: Exactly. I mean, if you can get to that point where you can share your body with someone, you can trust them enough to scream a little bit. Or giggle. Some of or us are giggling. What, whatever sound you need to make, you can trust them enough to do that. Hmm.
2: So I'm guessing you have some, and I don't want to, again, break any confidentiality. They have some really good... Success stories from this being—you've mm-hmm. done it for, for the number of years. Um, anything you can share?
0: Yeah. So um, one, well, one um, individual years ago, she wrote me. And she's like, you know, your your show just motivated me so much to just become more confident in who I am as a woman. And she started to lose weight. She changed her style of dress. And she just started to feel so much better about herself. And that, you know, of course, is going to increase your sexual confidence in and of itself. So I had her. I had another couple. They, you know, Utilized one of the games we played to create conversation for themselves at the show. And, um, he learned something new about her. He learned that she loved missionary sex and he learned like, you know, I, she liked missionary sex because it brought them closer in her opinion. And he never knew that about her. It was like, they were together for like 13 years. So that was something new for them. And they were able to explore that side of her together.
2: That's wonderful. Mm. And the thing is, I'm kind of sad at the same time, because that is not the first time I've heard that exact story. Oh, really? I Actually, one of my favorite stories is a couple that was together for 30 years. Mm. They got married at 18, high school sweethearts, the whole thing, just before they turned 50, watching uh, some HBO something, and a threesome came on. And the woman Mm -hmm. actually got the courage for some reason, Don't know if there was alcohol involved or what. She just said, I I just, I decided to go with it. Turned around and said, well, what would you think about having a threesome to her husband of 30 years? Wow. So never mentioned it. We're talking to people that are like leaders at the church. His response was, I've been dreaming of that since I was 16. Just never thought you'd be into it.
0: I love it. And that's what, you know, that's the point of the show is to create those conversations amongst couples or, you know, women to be able to to say it to whoever they're having sex with, whether they're in a partnership or not, and allow that conversation to flow and get to a solution so you can do what you want to do in the bedroom. It's no sense to having sex if you can't enjoy it, you know. Exactly. Hell yeah. <sighs> it- and um, this particular show that we're doing on March the 20th is, uh, focus on threesomes and she tells her husband she wants a threesome and he's like sure we can have a threesome and then she's like but I want it with another man so that's the you know tabooness of it and um, just basically how does she work through that with him and um, where does it go because of course most men they want two women they don't want a man you know two men so yeah it's, it's an interesting show
2: that is such a funny topic and it, it just <laughs> it's a popular one to where mm-hmm. it's made it into vanilla sitcoms and i think it, it one one sitcom turned it the devil's threesome and i'm like come on no threesome's a bad threesome it, it, it well yeah. they can be but well, yeah. it,
0: <laughs> they can be because they can be very awkward and you know as you know one person may feel a little left out like um, someone used to term it here uh, she was a, 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 a comedian here she used to do shows here and she always termed it like you have the juice girl this the girl that you go send to go get the juice and then you continue to have sex with this other person in the bed so it could turn into some crazy you know scenario like that and then <laughs> it's like but I'm left out I want to be a part of the threesome so yeah it can it can turn badly
2: It has to be balanced. And And
0: communication going on left and right. Yes, you got to have communication. And I think a lot of people don't do that. It's like, it seems so exotic. So you don't really, it's like, oh, I know it's going to happen. It's just going to be nice and hot. But then you don't talk about certain things and you're a little uncomfortable and awkward.
2: Yeah, it's got to be a lot of checking in real time. Mm-hmm. because if you're not experienced in it i mean even the first times we've had sex with uh-huh. bringing in a, th- a, a, third, a third or a fourth yeah there are that that moment where you're going you're having fun you kind of look to the side and you were sitting there you were smiling i'm like we're good because
1: we're good. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i like to be a voyeur, i like to see him play do. you know yes, and surely, and all that so
0: that's Just because I'm part. smiling
1: in the corner doesn't mean I'm not having a good time.
2: Sometimes I forget because depending on the night, she can be a voyeur or she can be an exhibitionist. Mm-hmm. She may be on the sun, the sidelines viewing, or she wants to be in the center of the room having everyone watch. I
1: Which was one it. of our first fights. Oh, really?
0: Don't she make might. me go on counseling mode
1: because like, really? uh, no, no, so what
0: happen.
1: No, let me tell <laughs> you Ooh, Yeah. yeah let, 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 let's start with okay, we met in the swinger lifestyle. Oh, cool. So when we met, he was two years in. I'm 15 years in. Oh <laughs> when, yeah. I sat as a wee baby when when there was a thing called key parties and you had to go through the pennywise to find a date. Mm. We were,
2: were pre-Craigslist.
1: I was pre-internet. So yes. <laughs> so I already had like, you know, and I was an exhibitionist. And he was this little introvert that I didn't know at the time. So we're at a swing party. We're getting hot and heavy. We're in the middle of the room. All of a sudden, you know, he looks up and there's 30 people watching us and he just jumps up and leaves. And I'm like, oh no, no, okay. no, no. We're finishing up here.
2: This is like <laughs> 10, this is like 10 years ago now. So we, we disagree on the details, <laughs> but I do recall looking up and having tw- about, no, it was about the room of 30 people. We do yes. agree on that one. Yeah.
0: So y'all and, was doing some good stuff. Oh yeah.
2: Well, we mm. were until I realized I had an audience <laughs> and since then I've gotten used to it. He's it gotten better. I've gotten a lot more confidence, but um, previous to that, I had come out of a uh, marriage where I spent the year celibate. Mm.
1: So when I went
2: into the swinging community, it was night and day, my life. I bet went, it was. Um, yeah. So yes, looking up, um, me and as and my other parts got a little stage shy, and I'm like, okay, uh, we're we're done. Let's continue somewhere else. And she's like, uh-uh, we're finishing right here. <laughs> so it wasn't a huge fight, but it is a funny one to bring up.
1: Yeah, because that's that was our first couple's relationship fight that's what yeah. we
0: thought. <laughs> that is interesting. But you know what, it, it does take a level of confidence, you know, to be able to have sex in front of other people. It does.
1: Well, it, just so. to have sexual confidence, period, it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it is one of those um, you talk to them and they they get so upset because their partner hasn't done this right. They don't know what they're doing. And then my first question to them is like, "Have you masturbated in front of each other?" And they just like, oh, "Why?" Right. And I'm like, well, it's trying to get map directions. There's mm-hmm. Google Maps and Apple Maps, so you could end up at the same destination but different directions.
2: So, so try to
0: explain it.
2: Mm-hmm. How however, it's good
0: too. Oh, go ahead.
2: Please go ahead. No.
0: Now, I was just going to piggyback a little bit off of her. It's just good to, like you said, masturbate in front of each other. But the more you know about your body, the easier it is for you to tell them, like, hey, move a little to the left, lick a little harder, suck a little deeper. I don't know, you know, those types of things to get you what you want in the bedroom. So masturbating, um, moaning, all those things we, we've been talking about, is, they, they are so important.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't like a quiet lover that silence just adds for too much questions like, about am I doing it right or wrong I'm right. not sure he or
0: the beginning of a horror movie this. but yeah that too but I, I do agree like it it make you question yourself like dang is she satisfied is he satisfied does he like what I'm doing you know you need some direction you need some encouragement.
2: Well, the one thing we've come to uh, uh, encourage is what we call our post-game wrap-up, which is in terms that uh, most people understand that when you're done with sex, doesn't have to be immediate, but there needs to be some type of discussion of mm-hmm. was that good, was that bad, did it feel mediocre, did you keep going in the wrong spot, is my oh. you know, did I pull my shoulder out in high school and you kept leaning on it, you know, what, all these details that people just kind of go hey, it was okay I, I could put up with it I'm like that's not something you put up with
1: yeah but no. if you watch a sporting games they all look forward to what went wrong what did good what's going mm-hmm. on yeah that, I'm like the
0: post-game wrap-up yeah yeah that's why
2: we called it that because most yeah. people can relate to that <laughs> especially right exactly. after the Super Bowl
0: exactly I wrote a journal um it's called um why do I always just Oh, 20-day journaling guide to um, reconnecting sexually with your partner. And in the guide, that's what it's all about. It's just having those discussions, talking to each other about what you like in a bedroom, how you like it, when you like it, and all this stuff. And it leads up to you, hopefully, that 20th day, coming together to have sex, based off everything that you've learned about each other over those 20 days. So, yeah, I encourage that conversation.
1: And can people buy that on Amazon?
0: They can buy it on uh, my website, which is (laughs) MikaNicole.com.
1: No, I I like resources and tools like that for people to get them out of the freaking head. Mm -hmm. Because you need to speak it out and, you know, vomit your words out to say what is it you're feeling and thinking. And sometimes you need that structure. Because if you, you tell people, it's like, sit down and write your feelings. They're like, what do you mean my feelings? What do you mean? What? I was like, ah. so writing prompts in journals like that, I'm always excited to like share. I'm like, dude, this is the way to get out of your comfort zone.
0: I do agree. Definitely agree.
2: Well, we're going to take just a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more with Miss Meek and Nicole, because she is also a uh, licensed uh, mental health therapist, so we'll be continuing that in just a moment.
1: Hey, John, I want to get a new toy.
2: Okay, so let's go to Fairville.
1: But I don't want to waste time trying to find out what goes with what.
2: Well, there's Fairville University, and their staff is very well-educated and helpful.
1: Okay, but how about if I just want to go to a party instead?
2: Then go to their website, because on their calendar, they list all their events.
1: But I don't want to spend a lot of money.
2: Have you heard of their loyalty program?
1: Oh, yeah, that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush every time they see it.
2: That's the one. Let's go. Well, they have over five locations in Central Florida. Which one do you want to go to? Fair, Fair Villa. Villa for, for pleasure, pleasure, fun, fun and, and fantasy.
1: fantasy. <laughs> okay. Thanks to our sponsors for taking care of the bills and taking care of this podcast so we could still bring you fun and entertaining educational stuff like our current guest miss Nick, mika nicole again my speech impediment <laughs> like...
0: you did a great job
1: well thank you i appreciate it. so i had a silly question is the burlesque show virtual or in person only
0: with- okay so right now it's in person only but we have two shows with very low numbers um to just make sure everyone is spread out and um, we eventually will consider making these virtual or at least making them available um, for a purchase after the fact. Uh, but I haven't, haven't quite made that hard choice yet. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's, it's, we have two shows in one night to keep it spread out, to keep it COVID-friendly. And I mean, I guess as COVID friendly as we could get, of course, Mm -hmm. and we will be doing temperature checks. You have to keep on your mask. Um, My actors, dancers, we're all performing in our masks. So,
2: yeah. Kudos. I I can't exercise with a mask on, so hopefully the, 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 the dancing isn't quite too too much.
0: No, it's not over the top. It's, it's really sensual, sexy. Um, they've been doing an amazing job, all of the dancers. I'm like so proud of them. But um, with the show, just to give you a quick overview. So you get to the show, you get to see the show, but then you also get to explore because we're having a show at Tokyo Valentino. Um, have you all heard of that?
2: I've heard of it. I haven't been there.
0: Okay, well, Tokyo Valentino is, like, a large sex store, but they also have, like, dungeon-like rooms and video rooms um, on three levels where you can go in and really explore your sexuality, and, like, if you're into BDSM, they got a room for that, you know. They just have a room for really most anything that you want to do. Um, They also have, like, pole they have a dance floor so they do all these they throw parties there so we will be one of the events you know held at tokyo valentino so west included with the ticket is a twenty dollar gift card to the store but also the entrance to explore all of these rooms which will include a lot of our vendors um, which will make it a little bit very like interactive for our guests like we have one vendor, he does sexual tea. Um and Ooh. it's uh I think it's called let me get the name because I want to make sure I gave y'all
2: the right. See now I wanna go.
0: The right. I'm telling you, that's why. I'm
1: like I'm like <laughs> Johnny, Donnie, I haven't been out in the house.
0: You may wanna come. It's called Revel Sexual Tea. So he does, I like the, and he also does like the exercise routine for the women. But anyway, the T is to help women uh, increase their libido, make them feel a little bit more sexy, of course. And then the exercises, the sex exercises, he will demonstrate also helps um, with that same thing. So we'll have like vendors like him throughout those rooms where they can explore the vendor and it's interactive and it's just all sexy and fun. And you get to do that in between the show. So you come to the first show, then you go and explore the rooms. We have our second show and then they get to go and explore the rooms.
2: Nice.
1: I like that idea.
2: Why don't we have one of those?
1: Because the rat takes care of uh, everything else. That's why we're denied because of the rat. Oh, good. those of
2: you who don't know, the rat is Disney. <laughs> They keep it a little PG down here.
1: Yes, they have a lot of restrictions in Orange County based on Mickey Mouse.
0: Um,
2: But that's okay. It's a four-hour drive to Miami or an eight-hour drive to Atlanta. So we're kind of right in that middle.
0: You're right in the middle, so just come on. You're more than welcome. You could be my guest.
2: Oh, that would be fun.
0: Uh, Mini vacation.
2: (laughs) Well, it's not like we haven't been stuck indoors for a while.
1: I know. We've been good. Sort of
2: maybe
1: kind Kind
2: of of. okay well we've been good about not going out and wearing our mask when we are once we're in the house i have no promises about being good
0: well please don't be good in your house
2: hell no
1: (laughs) i I know many of our audience members have seen our studio and all the things around the studio so they know what we get into (laughs) considering our latest uh addition to the house was a mount point so we could do suspension rope and use Mm. a sex swing so yes
0: yes I love it Mm. sexy sexy
2: so tell us what do you do when you are not teaching couples how to have great sex and burlesque dance
1: or or planning and doing it because as soon as she told me everything that she was doing the producing I'm like and you still have a full vibrant practice and a family that you're raising tell me when you have time for yourself
0: Yes, I do. So I am a mother of a two and a half year old. I am married. My wife is um, Chase. She's a barber here in Atlanta. And she I mean, she's so supportive of everything that I do. So she helps run me so I can run all of my businesses. And um, but aside from that, I do I do run a private practice. Um, right now we're we're really expanding because this is like the age of the therapist right now. That's what I say. I call it the age of the therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're expanding. I probably see about 40 clients a week. And I have, I know. That's a lot
1: for therapists. I'm sorry. How how are you doing with the COVID, you know, uh, what what do they call it? COVID stress as a mental health therapist, because I know I had one of my mental health friends. It's like, don't forget to check in on your, on your therapist friends. And I'm like, okay. it's
0: like Yeah. <laughs> well, I just hired another therapist. Um, so I, I have another therapist. I have an office manager and they have come in and just taken, you know, some of the load and it has been great. I will be hiring an intern soon. So, um, you know, that will help with some of the load we have. I mean, right now, we're we're pretty, pretty, pretty busy. So I'm just grateful for it, though. You oh, know, absolutely. Very, very grateful for it. But I um, once I finish, you know, with my counseling, I normally just kind of rest. I go to sleep. <laughs> I, you know, um, doing the show is, is a fun thing for me. So it's really, to me, a form of self-care. So I don't look at that as work per se. Um, I like to read. I love playing video games. We go bowling, you know, so I, I do get time for myself,
2: you know, that's good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I like that
1: balance there to make sure you still take care of yourself because, you know, it is a lot taking care of others and, you know, counseling them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when you're hearing that you you just want to say, okay I'm here for you at the same time. Let me just get the Simpsons baseball bat therapy to remind (laughs) you it's all about you and taking care of you and because. I, you know, it's one of those things that people are like, well, I got to take care of everybody else and not myself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, if, if you can't take care of yourself and recharge your batteries, how can you take care of
0: others? That is so true. I learned a long time ago, I started in this field as a um, behavioral health case manager mm-hmm. for adults diagnosed with severe mental illness. And I i mean, I started that job right out of college. And I was like 20 My mom was like, why are you working with this population? I'm like, mom, it's okay. I can do it. I can handle it. But I learned really quickly that if I did not learn how to separate my feelings for them and my want for them to succeed and be healthy and make good decisions, then I was going to burn out really fast. So I would see four clients a day. After I would leave, I left at one o'clock. And I would, like, picture a little wastebasket and throw them all out of my mind and go home. And that was it. I didn't think about them again until I had to see them the next time. And that's kind of like how I've been able to get by without burning out. I just, you know, it's like when I finish with you in your session, I do my note and I'm done. And that's it.
2: That's fantastic great that you're able to do that um it, you know i find it very interesting the last year with covid how i think effects have been unexpected being that everyone's yes. been indoors i'm sure now uh and from our other mental health professional friends the people going to mental health has increased
0: mm-hmm. and it has i mean i grew i was seeing by the time covid hit Right. Well, let's say by January of last year, I was maybe seeing hmm, maybe 10 clients a week. And then by April, I was up to maybe 20. And my biller was like, "Okay, you need to hire someone else because I can't keep up with these clients anymore. You're too busy. And so probably by June, we were up to about 30 to 35 clients a week. Wow. Wow. Last year. Well, yeah, and in p- all of my friends there, I mean, my friends are therapists as well and their practices are flourishing, so its we're doing our best to help.
2: Well, we appreciate it and again, I'm glad it's success because this has hurt so many people and so many people's careers have gone up in smoke and are currently in limbo. So, to hear that some people are succeeding you know, besides the big, rich people. Uh, <laughs> oh,
1: come
0: on, No politics. Come on. This is sexy time. I think, it I think that it's more is, is I say that. I don't look at it as like us as therapists succeeding. I look at it as not succeeding money wise. I look at it as succeeding in helping as many people as we can, because, you know, I think we never think about grief other than when we lose someone to you know from this earth but we are grieving like this country is grieving right now and it's so many people who are grieving for COVID they're grieving the loss of their normal lives they no longer have their uh, normal coping skills and then on top of grieving loss of jobs loss of relationships and then on top of the loss of um, their family members or friends and not being able to even get out and see people anymore. So I look at it as we are being successful in helping as many people as we can get through this this pandemic.
1: Absolutely, and that's something that people often don't understand when seeing a mental health professional in a relationship aspect, that they're grieving the loss of a relationship. They're grieving the loss of not having something there that was always there. I mean, the person's still alive, but they moved on, but it Mm -hmm. is, you know, something they still need to grieve. And we decided to specialize more in the ethical non-monogamy coaching and helping people in that aspect, because there were, there's still not as many, but it is changing Um, licensed therapists and mental health professionals that understand those lifestyles dynamics Mm -hmm. And especially when a polyamory couple loses a partner because of, you know, they moved on or they found somebody else, they still need to grieve that loss.
0: That is so true. I I did have um, my first, well, I'm not going to say my first, but I guess my first polyamory situation where that exact thing happened Mm. and she was just finding it so hard to cope on top of it was COVID. So, you know, we really had to work through, you know, her feelings of loss and, and just trying to overcome um, that particular situation. So. I do agree. And I think that more therapists, you know, we talk about like multicultural counseling and we talk about counseling, like being a diverse type of therapist. I think that more therapists do need to look into, you know, those non-monogamous, you know, lifestyles and relationships and understand them because it's more people, you know, who are living that way.
1: They are. And it's just... You know, they need to understand that these lifestyles, there's nothing wrong with it. In all reality, they've been going around since the dawn of time. Exactly. It, it's just been, you know, the last couple of centuries that we're like monogamous. You have to be married and have kids and all this because of what was it? Uh, your, your interpretation of the church because of the land and.
2: Oh, yeah. OK, uh, 12 years uh, Catholic, Catholic school. school. So I got some of that history in there. And of course, the thing that always came up is why priests aren't married. And and the popular answer was it's because they need to devote their life to God. Mm -hmm. And that's not the truth. As far Mm. as I was told, the reason was you always inherited your land, the male from your father. Going Mm. back to the 13th, 14th, 15th centuries. So if your father was a priest in that time, he had the church. The church didn't want to give up the building.
0: Oh, wow.
2: So they stopped them from getting married. Hmm. There's always a functional reason behind it, whether that's yeah. the popular reason. So
0: Well, I learned something new tonight. Thank you. Oh, You're welcome. Usually we're the one who's always learning <laughs>
1: and we love it.
2: We teach a little, but.
1: I know, but when we have guests, we always learn so much fun
0: stuff. That's why.
2: But so tell us, where can people reach you?
0: So they can reach me on my website. Um, so I have two. So one for the show Mm -hmm. is sex the letter n sensuality.com. That's where you can go and purchase tickets. You can find out more about the show, find out more about you know what I do as a sex educator. I do keep those two separately. And let me tell y'all real quick, real quick story why I keep them separate. So I was on psychology today, and on psychology today, you know, you list your areas of expertise and one of the areas that I had in the beginning when I was like very young in this world you know (laughs) I had sex therapy and I kid you not I may have had at that time about four calls a week from men who wanted sex therapy in their own way of sex therapy. It was more so trying to have sex or me do something physical to them to help them get over their sexual issues. And I'm like, that's not the type of sex therapy that I do. You know, that's not even what sex therapy is. So I had to take that off my profile and separate the two because I needed people to take the counseling aspect seriously and understand that if I'm counseling you because you have sex issues, we're going to deal with your emotional issues first. What's the emotional issue behind your hang up with sex or your issues with sex or whatever problem you're experiencing with sex? And then we can work on the actual sexual problem. Um, So I keep them separate.
1: Yeah, no, it was, you bring up a valid point because I can't remember the show that really brought up a lot of us, um, educators and therapists in uproars that they were showing that sex therapy going through and watching couples having sex. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the show that did that. And we all like freaked out. We're like, no, that's not what sex therapy is at all. Well, It's not,
0: there is one, she calls herself, um, the naked therapist, um, yeah. She calls herself that, And I think she's literally naked. Um, but we were talking about her in one of my little counseling groups. And then there are some people out there who do valid work. It's just not the work that I do where they are a little bit more hands on in the sexual process. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how you do it. It's just not what I do. And people get it confused sometimes.
2: Well, even for us, um, We've had we we're not licensed, but um we do say that and we do say we are sex and relationship coach. So we spend a lot of our time for people who are thinking about going in non-monogamy and answering and bring up a lot of questions about okay, you're you're together as a couple, you're going to a swing club. What are your expectations? And you would not believe how short it is. It's like to, to have sex. Like, all right, there's a lot more to it if you're gonna stay a couple. Exactly. But, we get calls at least twice a week. They usually hang up when I answer, but when you answer, that start going into the. So you'll be touching me, right? You'll be mm-hmm. doing this, right? And we do do tantra, but again, that's that's. We're not crossing that line. Exactly. it It's it's something different. And although the, again, tantra, the hands-on stuff, the the the
1: conscious erotic touch, it,
2: it's mm-hmm. valid, but it has a spot and. St- I, I, it, and I have to say it, it is always guys. It is always guys that yeah. will fall up and be like. So there's gonna be a happy ending and we're like, okay, no nope, nope, click nope, yeah,
1: that's it. No, no happy ending there. And it, it's just mm-hmm. trying to get that expectation that we're like, no, then you want night flirt or porn hub. That's what you want because that's not happening here, you know? Yeah. We're legitimately looking for your mental health, your emotional well beings, mm-hmm. understanding boundaries because people sometimes like forget. it's like, what do you mean I have to have boundaries? I'm like, really? <laughs>
0: Well, you brought up a good point when I uh, just to kind of circle back real quick, when I do my shows, I always that's why I say the educational shows, too, because Mm -hmm. I if I'm having an issue like this couple with a threesome, we're going to talk about somewhere, one of the characters has to say something about like, boundaries, or these are the things you need to look out for, you want to make sure you use the protection, like they're going to say something educational in their spill, because the goal again, is to teach people in the audience, these things like, okay, we're not just having a threesome. You got to talk about it. you got to talk about these certain points, you know, if you're going to have a threesome. So,
1: so yeah, that goes back to our playbook. It's like, you know, you're watching a game, they have the pre-game show. They say what the expectations are, what's going on, what has happened, what they want to see. Then you have the game and then you have the post game wrap up, you know, That's Mm -hmm. how you need to approach these types of relationships or even your monogamous relationships. If you're going to have like a date night, what is it that you want out of your date night? Mm -hmm. Are you discussing it? You know, what's your, you know, wants or needs this night? I mean, do you just want to sit and watch a movie to get aroused or you want to read erotica to each
0: other? Mm hmm.
2: The funny thing is neither one of us are sports fans, but we keep going back to that analogy because it's a
0: great analogy. I mean, it makes, it definitely makes sense. And like you said, it works. And then it was something else you just said, Oh gosh, that I wanted to kind of piggyback on real quick. Um, what did you say? Luna you were saying I I said
1: quite a bit I said like boundaries post-game wrap-up
0: uh what do we want to do
2: communicating oh yeah
0: expectations um that's you were talking about expectations and that's like you know the number one reason why people really break up is because of unfulfilled expectations but we normally don't talk about our expectations yep We don't talk about them we just kind of assume you know and hope that you get it right but it's like you need to talk about your expectations and then you need to ask your partner about their expectations
1: yes that's why we created two lists that we did a yes no maybe list that we tell people fill it out individually and then Mm -hmm. swap it out so that way you could start the conversation and then what's our other check-in list our Mm -hmm. negotiation list
2: our negotiation list so one is something you would do before a date night tonight I want sensual tonight I want uh actually that's the negotiation list tonight I want uh rough and BDSM or I want to be an exhibitionist I want to be an introvert I want to be spoiled because I'm tired or I want to be the architect so it's kind of like that uh communication tool so you can figure out tonight what you're going to do
0: I love it I love it
2: the other one was a yes, no, maybe list that we say, fill it out separately, go in separate rooms because mm-hmm. when you're done switch and then go down the list and you might see that, Hey, you're into puppy play. Yes. I never thought you would be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I've thought about that too. And it has probably about 120 different things. That you can say yes no or maybe and even put little notes on like
1: how experienced you are how often have you had it or yep. I'd
2: like to try it but it needs to be in the right mood or it needs to be a, maybe I do need that you know glass of wine before we try that mm-hmm. so but tools like that are necessary because we really don't come innately with those skills of communication
0: I definitely agree. So is that too something that's available like on your website? Like yep. if I wanted to like send a couple to that website? Okay.
1: Yep. Just go to our website, which is sexpositiveme.com under resources. And there you'll find the list for both lists. And then I think a couple
0: other things. There's a few other
2: games we yeah. put in there.
0: I love it. I love it.
2: During one part of COVID when we were <laughs> drinking a little bit, we also came up with a Pornhub Roulette which probably is a fun game you can play alone or, or with your with your significant <laughs> other.
1: It just went wrong with too many bottles of wine. We're just saying that. <laughs> okay. And uh, you, you mentioned the sex and sexuality website and then your other website so people could still oh. find you and social media leaks.
0: Oh, okay. So the other website is MikaNicole.com that's M E K A, as a Mary. Um, E-K-A-N-A-N-C-I-C-O-L-E.com. And then my social media is Mika Nicole Alfort. That's for both of them. That's Facebook and Instagram. And sex and sensuality um, as well.
2: I'm so glad you got that domain. We're going to list all those links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So that Thank people you. can find you. And I'm going to do my best. I don't know if I can do an eight-hour drive. Uh, mostly because... Our car hit two hundred and eighteen thousand miles, and we know we need to get a new one. But but with COVID, it's like I'm going to buy it, and then I have a car payment. I'm not going nowhere. I just want to make it last a little longer.
1: Yeah, because I I think we drive maximum like three hundred miles per month. (laughs) If If that here, well, because you know, a couple of our friends are like. 50 miles, you know, round trip. So that's why. we've
2: Yeah, so we do like, you know, 100 miles on a Friday night and then go nowhere for the next 10 days. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I mean, I'm in the house all the time. All of my sessions are virtual. We take our daughter to daycare and then that's about it.
1: At least someone's having entertainment by themselves.
2: <laughs> well, thank you thank- so much for coming on tonight and and sharing and and thank you for doing this uh we appreciate
0: your work very much well i appreciate that and i appreciate your work too
2: (laughs) thank you thank you so if you enjoyed the show you can go ahead and check out us on sexpositiveme.com we have all our links and social media over there and what are we doing next week
1: next week is our just us um podcast so we're promising once a month that we will do a just us podcast instead of interviews because i know you everyone loves the interviews but there, there's still times i want some alone time
2: however i was working on a topic for that Oh,
1: uh, wank watchers
2: no we, we we need a masturbation episode wank watchers we'll get into that so stay tuned <laughs> next week where we will talk about masturbation Thanks for seeing us and we will see you next week.
1: See you next week. Bye.